0: All right, I'm recording. Okay, me too. Okay, I'm recording <gasps> did too. We do it? Yes. I certainly we did. hope so. <laughs> Step one down. <laughs>
1: Guys, everyone talking and listening, welcome to Paranormal Captivity and our first guest appearance. Woo-hoo.
0: I'm the first guest? Yeah. You're our first guest. I didn't know that. Oh, well now I'm <laughs> oof, I'm sweating. Okay. <laughs> Very exciting. Hello. 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 Welcome. This is,
1: as you may recognize, this is M. Schultz from
0: And That's Why We Drink. Woo. It's me. It's me. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Uh, I should mention that anyone who does listen to my show knows that I hate reading. <laughs> and, uh, I want it known that I am a very big fan of Eva and your show, and I have I have made a big choice for myself during this quarantine, and I have decided to read uh, to be a part of this. So I'm nice. so very excited. Uh, we are so highly honored. <laughs> Thank you. I was telling Eva, it's the first book without pictures I read in a very long time. Oh. So thank you for, uh, I'm honored to to be here. It was the least I could do. Oh my gosh.
1: We are truly so honored. And I would also like to point out too, Julia, ironically, is not the hugest fan of reading either. I force her to do it.
2: <laughs> no.
0: I yeah, I'm I'm not a reader either. So you're in good company, two against one. God bless you. I, like I mean, you have you have a podcast about books. It's the most ironic thing I've heard. Why? Can you explain to me why you don't like reading? Because I feel like I'm always alone in this. Um, I like visuals, and words are not visuals to me. <laughs> so I agree. I a thousand yeah. percent agree. I uh, I just don't enjoy. Like I'm always I don't know. I know this is a terrible thing to say, but I really would rather just watch the like the Cliff Notes version on a TV or a movie, and get the same kind of experience, which I'm sure is not the same experience. But yeah, it's not visual enough.
1: Mm-hmm, I feel like mm-hmm, it's not mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah, not, no, I you agree. Know, it's just different. It's just a different experience.
0: Yeah, but I know a yeah. lot of people who read are intelligent, and so I usually uh, <laughs> <laughs> i i put the two together. So when I admit that I don't read, I feel like I'm admitting that I'm choosing to not like enhance my knowledge at all i feel like it's like i'm shaming myself outwardly which i'm fine with but no i don't
2: i i disagree with that and at the the risk of sounding like a complete asshole i put myself in a smart person category (laughs) and i don't read so okay good got it (laughs) it is
1: true when we were reading um oh shoot it was a uh the Stephen King book we read. Why am I forgetting Pet Cemetery for Halloween last year? Oh, yeah, I remember that was it's, <laughs> that was, that was rough. <laughs> That's a Such long a book, isn't it? It's super long, and like it just was so funny. The dynamic of like I started reading it, and I, I do have to admit, I am I love reading, and I when I got into it, I was like, Oh my god, like. The literature and the prose and julia was like get me to any book that doesn't
0: include like this level of thinking
2: i hate this the font is too small there are too many words on this page
0: well this i mean this book i think was just over a hundred pages and that to me i was explaining I'll, i live with two uh, active readers and like during this quarantine mm-hmm. i don't think either of them could be happier that books exist and <laughs> I told them that I was reading a book, and they were shocked. And then I told them that it was 100 pages, which apparently for them is like you can read in a day. But for me, I realized that I associate pages to like textbook, clinical, scholastic pages. Mm. Oh, so mm-hmm. when I hear something's 100 pages, I just assume it's going to be as boring and as like a textbook. And so it's horrible to me. But they were making fun of me for this being such a short read, apparently. So... <laughs> That being said, I do want to say real quick, I'm wearing your um, paranormal captivity beanie. Um, <gasps> I, you can't see Ooh. me, but I'm wearing it in honor of you. So,
1: Oh, my God. We're so honored. That's so so lovely. Thank you so
0: much. I wanted to be part of the team, but oh. anyway, you can't see it. But just envision it. I look great. Well, you yeah. definitely do. Obviously. I know that for a fact. And...
1: Yes, you are welcomed to the Paranormal Captivity team. The per team. The per team. The per
0: team. <laughs> per team. That's p-
1: precious. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we actually maybe haven't officially said what book this is yet. I did yeah. do a little video, uh little video like teaser that I'm gonna post on Instagram and see if you guys can guess it. I yeah. am so I literally, while reading this book, was like, I would like seclude myself in the bedroom and then I would like burst forth through the door and yell at John about how good this book is <laughs>
0: it's <laughs> a great book like,
1: I know it's so good M, do you want to tell us what
0: we read yes I do it is the story of um Benicula uh yes! I, think the, I think the full the full book is called like Benicula a, ra- a mystery a rabbit tale of mystery mm-hmm. um so Benicula has meant a lot to me in my life, even though I just went on a tirade about how much I don't read. Um, but <laughs> when I was younger, there was a copy of Benicula in our school library. And apparently everyone loved this uh, this book and it was just never available to sign out. And so because of its like prestige and like its reputation amongst the school that it's always signed out, I assumed it was going to be a great book and I never got to read it. Hmm. in like five years of asking every week if it was available so um, the mystere is why I love this book so much and then I finally read it for this and I read it a a while back but I don't actually I didn't remember most of it um but this time around I'm like falling in love with it all over again it really is a great book Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ugh,
1: it's just the sweetest book of all time. Like not even like that's the wrong word, too. It's like so clever and so well written. Julia, you hadn't read it either, had you? Because I definitely hadn't. Uh,
2: I actually had read it way back in the day oh. as as a youngin, as a child. Well, you had a
1: better childhood <laughs> than I did, I guess.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't remember when or why. It was probably a, a school library thing. But all I remembered was the, like, white vegetables. I didn't remember anything else in the story. (laughs) That is a
0: very visual. Something terrifying, by the way. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That was the point, actually,
1: because I don't... I think I had been told that that part existed, that that was, like, the... I knew it was... I knew the premise was a bunny were-rabbit, or a were-rabbit, a bunny vampire. And I didn't... But I didn't, like, put it together, that it would be draining the juices of vegetables that was the first my i burst into the living room yelling at john about how clever that
0: was (laughs) (laughs) it was i mean i i remember when i started reading it this time around i was like how does he become a vampire again like how are we sure and then the the vegetable scene showed up and i was like oh that was something i was not seeing coming Mm -hmm, yeah Mm that was a plot twist (laughs) it was yeah a little
1: because then you you have to kind of uh for at least the first part of the book go on the the word of Harold the dog and Chester the cat otherwise
0: well I can I actually uh as I maybe I won't say it yet but I do I I had to bring something over from and that's what we drink and I'm known mm-hmm. a lot for my fun facts and yes. I found many fun facts <gasps> about Benicula that I would yes. like to share with you oh. throughout this please do okay uh well, I'll we'll, I'll let you guys do your thing first, and as when the time calls, I will let you know of my fun facts. Oh my gosh, yes, an interspersed fun fact. I love that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're pretty uh, we're pretty free flowing. I guess we usually uh, ramble quite a bit in our intro, and then we, uh, yeah. What else do we usually do, Jules? We usually try to segue our random intros yeah, into the book. This
2: is. This is usually the point where we realize that we didn't introduce the podcast. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> Good way to true.
0: start.
1: <laughs> Which we got, we got that checked off right at the front this yes. time, so we are ahead of the
2: game. <laughs> so I, yeah, I don't know what to do if we don't have to backtrack and introduce
0: ourselves. <laughs> That's usually just the whole show, apparently. Yep, yep, yep. I can start with the fun um, fact. I, I, one of my yes. favorite ones was that apparently this was the first series that Bill Hader was obsessed with growing up. Oh, <gasps> what? Uh, apparently, it was like his favorite series as a child. Wow. Oh my Aww. god, I love that. I thought it was so nice. And then um there's a few, there's a few others, but the one that I will bring up right now uh is that apparently. Uh it was slightly intentional that um so the two main characters that are, you know, trying to figure out if Benicula is in fact a vampire, uh, mm-hmm. is Harold the dog and Chester the cat. And apparently Chester is supposed to be a metaphor for Sherlock Holmes and Harold is supposed to be Watson. Oh,
2: I could what? see that. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. I could totally yeah. see that. I
1: also love too how very specifically this does like I didn't realize how because we've we've definitely like especially in reading the Cat Who books like those are so they're just like cozy mystery like to a T like they just are like a a, quote-unquote like not real detective doing errands around town and like eventually getting to the mystery and then like this but like it's always the cats who are like you know looking for the crime and like solving things and so this but we do like we have in the past read a lot of different like paranormal and like spooky kind of, you know, cat ghost stories or actually this one reminded me of um, the time we read the, um... oh, Julia, help me remember that series. The like uh, like the camp counselor or um, no werewolves don't oh, like mm-hmm. go to summer camp mm-hmm. um, that whole series. So we've like done a little bit of all of that, but this one, like it, I wasn't expecting it to be so specifically a cat detective. Like yeah. that was yeah, so it, it worked out really well. <laughs> it worked yeah. out really well for you guys. <laughs> it really did.
0: <laughs> I know this is a cat show, but I do have to say that I uh, was a big fan, specifically of the dog in this. Um, I've mm-hmm. I've talked to uh, Eva about this because as I was reading, I was texting her all my favorite parts, and they mm-hmm. all happened to be about Harold the dog. Um, oh. who I would, I dare I say is the main character of Manicula. And, uh, he was, he had like that grandpa curmudgeon kind of humor where he was like, I just want to take naps and eat steak. And I very much <laughs> identified with him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Harold is definitely, I loved, like, I knew I was already sold on this book from the like the first page actually I think that is when I texted you and when I was reading it and I was like I'm already obsessed with this I am one paragraph in this dog is writing a letter to the editor about this experience
0: (laughs) (laughs) I that was like on page one you realize that this book is going to have personality and like yeah uh, I also like that when they were first trying to figure out they were kind of already foreshadowing that this rabbit might be a vampire um there were, I guess, they found this bunny at a Dracula movie showing with like a note that they couldn't, un- that the family couldn't understand because it wasn't in English. But Harold was able mm-hmm. to understand it because he was part Russian wolfhound. So like, <laughs> I, I feel like every, like it was such like a clever way to like be able to solve those problems and like from a yeah. dog perspective.
1: Yeah, it really was. And like, I know um, Julie and I have always said too that like we definitely. You know we have cats ourselves, but we are animal lovers across the board, and so dogs definitely don't get. Um, I don't want to use a double negative, but I guess I set myself up to. They don't get no love on this show.
0: <laughs> I um, I did like the um, in the beginning. I don't know if you guys read the. I don't know what what it would be called. The introduction, I guess, about how Benicula was actually created but um mm -hmm. so it was eva is this the second time you didn't read the notes from the author (laughs) eva did i read more than you wait a minute (laughs) so uh yep (laughs) called out you guys definitely did so the writers were (laughs) um a couple and they were like trying to they were aspiring actors and they i guess were never really getting a lot of work so they would stay up late and watch like dracula movies together and so They were just having a conversation together about, like, what would be the least likely vampire you could think of? And um, the girlfriend said, a bunny. And then over the years, they just kind of would sit around and write this story. And then eventually, Debbie actually died from cancer. And so in honor of her, he finished the book and never thought it was going to get published. And ended up getting published, um, I think, right before she died, actually. Like, within, like, a couple months of each other.
1: Wow. That only makes this even more precious that is wow yeah hats off to you guys that is
2: way more reading than Mm. i did good work (laughs) 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 gotta read the note from the author and i mean i will point out also this book is not just successful on its own there's like a whole series and a tv show yeah that's
0: right yeah there's um a There's a TV show and there's two musicals. There are two musicals?
2: Wow. I only know
0: about that because I uh, actually almost went to it. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, this cannot be the same thing I'm thinking of. But apparently there's, um, in 96, there was one called Vanicula the Musical. And there was one called um, A Rabbit Tale of Musical Mystery. Love that. So there was an animated series um, that actually, like, I really liked. I don't know if you guys have watched it, but it was a really good show. My childhood was sadly benicula less. I don't
1: know that I saw I Julia, did you watch it? Like you ended. I will say you were much better about
2: watching shows than I was. Yeah, I was more, I think, well versed in the, the cartoon world than you were, but I don't think I did. <laughs> I didn't I did watch a couple of clips uh within the past like week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I it didn't look familiar to me, so I don't think I saw it at all when I was younger.
0: Gotcha. It was it was a good one. It was a good one. But um, but yeah, and then they also had um, I think they had like six sequels to this. To me. Like they had um, there was one called the uh, Holiday Inn, and another one called like the Celery Stocks at Midnight. Like all very clever, clever like phrases. But I I remember the library there was another one I got it been part two it was called Binnick's Back or the only thing on the hold on to your veggies and like I I do have to say
1: that does remind me that I love the little um it actually was a line in the book but also the little like pull quote on the cover of at least the cover that I have is the the little saying today vegetables tomorrow the world (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's just so good. So should we get into, like, a little retelling? Let everyone know? Because I also... No. Oh, I was going to say earlier, too. I do think it's funny that, like... I Did I say this already? Oh, my God. My brain... I, I have quarantine brain. Apparently, I, like, forget what I've actually <laughs> said out loud or not. Um, but we, we have always said, you know, in the podcast uh, that we read books so that other people don't have to did I say you that definitely already? told
0: me and then I had to read a book um to be on the show <laughs> and <So> then you <laughs> <laughs> fell prey to that so I'm so sorry
1: but I also feel like I can't say that about this book because this book is so good I do want everyone to read it
0: <laughs> good I mean as someone who doesn't read I it really did fly by hmm yeah all right, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we did kind of uh, kind of hint at the.
1: Your M is definitely right. You're definitely right. I would I would call Harold the main character because he tells the story. We meet well, him first. Like, yeah,
2: kind of the author. He is. <laughs> that's <the> true. Author. <laughs> he's the
0: pa- the author. No.
1: Yes. The correct. Ma. That is yes. What we <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So we start this uh, this journey into bunny vampires with um yeah it's basically like a letter to it's I assumed it was like a letter that was kind of like a piece of paper on top of a manuscript that was dropped <laughs> on a doorstep and uh it, it basically <laughs> said like uh these events are true and written to the best of our you know it kind of has that vibe of like here it is for posterity paw-sterity oh right ah. yeah uh, yes yes yeah. Yeah. nailed it yes,
2: yes. mm-hmm
1: um, yeah, and then from there, we're introduced to the Monroe family, um, the animals that live with the Monroe family, and it just has, it just has such a good vibe. Like, the tone of it is just so, it's just so spot-on perfect to, like, exactly what you want from, like, animals that are personified.
0: He did, I think, as a dog, he did a really good job of describing what I imagine a dog's perspective would be of the family. Yeah. hmm he did a really good job of describing like the uh, and also with a with like some humor to it. He described like that there were two sons in the family and they were um, always fighting and um, one of them always would stay up late on Fridays and have the best treats under his bed. So Harold would you know go sleep in his room and it's kind of one of those thoughts I'd always had of like how come dogs pick certain rooms and of course they would pick the room with the kid with the most snacks. Right. <laughs> And the most wherewithal to share.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. And he had such a good description, too, of like Chester, the cat, who is his compatriot. Um, and uh, yeah, it just describes it so well of like they're part of the family, but they live there, too. And like it's so it's very distinct, like, you know, their world versus what, you know, what the family is experiencing and how they kind of
2: like all interact. Mm hmm. Yeah. hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how Harold sets up, like, the reason why he gets all of these great details about what's going on is because the family is like, oh, we consider the animals part of the family. They're, like, intelligent also, and so they, like, have full conversations (laughs) Mm -hmm. with them. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that.
0: He's like, yeah, the the house is ran by a lawyer and a professor, so we consider ourselves, like, smart enough to also communicate with the animals and share all of our daily stories. (laughs)
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Which actually, Julia, that has a little. I had a little Quillerin flashbacks to that because Quillerin, the main character of our Cat Who series, is like, he definitely borders on. This family was not pretentious, but Quillerin definitely borders mm. on pretentious. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but he talks to his cats in that way too he like reads to them and he also but i mean on the other side the flip side he is very disdainful of even his girlfriend who like baby talks her yeah, cat he's like
2: <laughs> very offended by the way people talk to animals <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's like if you're not reading a midsummer night's dream to them what are you even doing <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're right that was such a good little little moment um
2: yeah, no, no plot hole there. <laughs>
1: no, no, <laughs> no, true. Yeah, and then yeah, M, I love too what you were mentioning too of the uh, the note because pretty quickly as Banicula comes into the house, we get the setup and then we get our intro to and naming of Banicula too. The naming scene is really great as well. Like there are just so many good. Oh,
0: I love that little
2: details. Oh yeah, the, I feel like the the whole intro was such a good setup because I feel like Banicula and the the whole family in the first scene kind of like come bursting into the house with like the thunderstorm in the background and you can just kind of imagine it as like an old like horror movie with like the flashes of light yeah exactly totally yeah so that's how the story starts and that's how we're introduced to Benicula even though they don't really like He's not really, like, introduced as a, I guess, like, main character, but the family comes in, and that's how the story starts. They come back from Dracula, burst through the door, and with this, like, tiny little bundle. And when was the first time we saw that it was, like, a bunny? Um, yeah.
0: Oh, I don't remember at some point in that conversation. I'm not sure I remember though. Yeah. yeah. So it was
2: like kind of a mystery for the first like half a chapter. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like in a blanket like, or something. In a little blanket, yeah.
1: That's true, which I think is was also kind of great of the like like you know, a dog would definitely be like nosing around and trying to figure it out too, but like not quite knowing yet what's like going on.
0: Right. Yeah, and I also like um I think it was such like a a almost a childlike explanation for not in a, in a bad way, but I think like as a child, if I read this, I would have never had a single question about it, but like that they just happened to find this random rabbit sitting in a, in a theater playing a Dracula movie. And it happened to have this like Transylvanian note saying, take care of my baby. As a five-year-old, I would have thought like not a single plot hole, like not, no doubt in my mind that makes sense. And but as but reading it as an adult, I'm like, how was this like the draft that that they stuck with?
1: <laughs>
0: oh, my gosh. So
1: true. It does have like, oh my God. Sorry. I think one of my cats is barfing. That is not fun. <laughs> oh, no. <Uh-oh. laughs> OK, I think we're good. I think we're good. Sorry about that. Um, oh, God. Technical difficulties and that were not technical and were more barf related. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, oh no, what was I even saying? I completely forget. Oh, the note. The note was just pure like chef's kiss. Like, and the, the reason that he, you're right that he could read it was like so amazing because like.
0: Because he was part Russian wolfhound, so yeah, obviously he could yeah, translate um, that note and nobody else could. So, uh. yeah,
2: obviously a Russian wolfhound would speak Romanian. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it follows, it tracks. <laughs> Oh, my
1: gosh. So, yeah. And then, oh, my gosh, the naming scene, too, is just so amazing because they're like they come in. They're kind of all drying off. They do kind of produce this bunny and they start to tell the story. So Harold kind of picks up like what happens. Um, And then the naming scene is just like they kind of go into the idea of like, okay, we're keeping this bunny. The two boys, Peter and um, oh, shoot. What is his? uh, Toby. Toby? Uh, Oh, yeah, I think. Is that right? yeah i think it was toby yeah yeah um yeah the two boys are like kind of fighting over like kind of bickering and like then they all the whole family starts brainstorming names and even though the mom initially is the one that everyone's giving shit for like being bad at naming pets she's the (laughs) one that comes up with the name vinicula
0: She yeah she won in the end <laughs> she did <laughs> yeah i don't know i was a fan
2: of bun bun too i thought that was funny <laughs>
0: i was a fan of uh benicula being the third fluffy of the family thought that was gonna be real fun yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> i did love that and then harold has that moment that was like i think you and i were texting about it m of like what did he he was like saying something like there were even a couple moments where i was gonna be fluffy oh, for yeah. you know a day or two
0: (laughs) every animal in that house has been fluffy for at least five minutes
1: (laughs) (laughs) and she didn't get her fluffy this time but she did listen to the rest of the family as they were throwing out different ideas and uh yeah benicula is a pretty pretty strong
2: choice i'd say a pretty accurate choice (laughs) yes
0: (laughs) and one of the things that uh maybe we'll you'll probably mention this in a little bit but he just to give everyone a description too he Apparently was an all white bunny, but he happened to have uh, black markings that suggested he looked like he was wearing a Dracula mm-hmm. cape because it started. Oh my God, that's it right. started in a V shape on his forehead and then kind of went over his head and down his back where he was all black.
1: I completely forgot about that. And like the little V, you can even think of like you know the old school like noir type vampires that somehow for some reason had like a little cow like I don't is that a called a cowlick? I don't know what a cowlick is, but like I a think little think a front- cowl. <laughs>
0: Oh, oh yeah. I don't oh no, a cowlick. I think you're right. It's a
1: cowlick. I could be completely wrong and just trying to insert another animal into this
0: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a widow's um, peak. <laughs> oh, oh a widow's peak. Right. That's that what it is. Correct.
2: I think a cowlick is like a circle of isn't it like the circle?
0: Actually I think a cowlick is like what Alfalfa had. It's like that one hair that won't sit down.
2: Maybe? Okay. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We'll never know for sure. (laughs) Consensus. Group does not know. (laughs)
1: Um, Yeah, so what happens next? So they name him and then things kind of calm down for the night. Although Mm -hmm. Chester, I think, is pretty, he's pretty immediately suspicious, Mm -hmm. right? Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Yeah, Chester hates it from the beginning, (laughs) but I kind of assume that that's because he's, I, I mean, he's, Smarter than the rest of the family, I would (laughs) say. But he's also a cat, so I would imagine that he would be, like, naturally suspicious of anyone coming into his territory. But he does figure it out way before everyone else.
0: They do say that he, uh, I guess the dad has a, he's an English professor, and so he has a collection of literature that Chester likes to read at night. So he is... Based on because he does read and he does associate that with intelligence, he has a stockpile of knowledge. <laughs> where uh, I think it it helped him be more astute from the very beginning. But something was off about this rabbit. Yeah,
2: yeah, very a la Coco. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, a la Coco.
1: Coco is from the Cat Who series, and so Coco is the the main. We do it so Quiller and the main detective in that series does have two cats, but Coco. It's a little. We think it's like Coco's the reader. Yes, Coco is the reader, Coco is also the detective, and Yum Yum is the one that's like, fuck all of you guys, I am a lap sitter, and I will do
0: nothing else. Got it, got it. So I associate Uh, more with Yum Yum, that
2: checks out. (laughs) Don't we all? Yes, yes, for sure.
1: Um, but yeah, I totally agree. I think it's like Chester kind of immediately was the having like a little cat like response of like, oh, there is change here. I will be no part of this. And in fact, if I am a part of it, I will uh, debunk what is happening. I will figure <laughs> this shit out. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, and he immediately started. Oh, I guess we didn't also mention. So, Vanicula does also have like actual fangs as well, mm-hmm. and I
2: think they figured that out. Yeah, I'm not sure why the family didn't like notice that his teeth were weird. <laughs> notice some like r- red flags when they first picked up this like fanged
0: rabbit. <laughs> I mean, they they literally named part of him Dracula. Like That's they true. they should be onto it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think they noticed. I think they noticed his teeth, or at least Chester and Harold did. Um, After, I think, the first night, because that was when Chester immediately started saying that he was noticing Benicula was leaving his cage at night without ever Mm -hmm. moving or opening the door to his cage. He was just, like, teleporting out. Like, levitating through it. (laughs) Yeah. And then they tried finding him, and he was always in the kitchen. They would always hear the refrigerator click. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And I think it was in the kitchen where they have that great conversation, Harold and Chester, about... And Chester, Chester is constantly trying to convince Harold, and Harold is constantly like, okay, yeah, but also, like, maybe, I don't know, like, I'm a dog, I don't always care about that. <laughs> like, maybe it's just a
0: rabbit,
2: it's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then doesn't he, like, at one point, I loved the line where he was like... um What does he say? He was saying something like,
0: well, don't we also have, like, pretty sharp teeth? (laughs) Yeah, anytime that... uh... Are we not both predators too? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, he was very good at uh, shutting down some of the more wild theories that Chester had.
1: Yeah, yeah. And ultimately, I would say not to, like, spoil anything too soon, but I feel like he is really the turning point of, you know, maybe Chester's detectiveness goes a little too far, and maybe it's Harold's, like, you know, love of everything around him—that kind of balances everything else out. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, that brings me to a fun fact that yes. uh, could Ooh. also be—it could also be mentioned later. But it was accidental that the the overarching theme of Bunicula ended up being acceptance. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they
0: like—I guess the writers didn't plan for that to happen, oh. and then. I guess they started getting interviewed a lot about how the book was about acceptance, and they were like, "Really? <laughs> it's like we just wanted to make a we just wanted to make a Dracula book, but I guess it it ended up being all about acceptance. <laughs>
2: we just wanted to make a terrible horror story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we just wanted to
1: scare ourselves, <laughs> and all the children who will read this from a plastic book fair. <laughs> But it is true. Oh my gosh. I did. I do have to say by the end of this, I was feeling very warm and fuzzy because it felt it did feel very like, oh, yeah, I, I could definitely see the <laughs> themes of acceptance there for sure. Yeah.
2: I mean, what else are you going to do with a vegetarian vampire
0: like <laughs> not really a bad and guy like, thank god thank god they picked the vegetarian vampire to come into their house oh my
1: god so truly it could have been like an actual baby like this could be like an actual horror the same plot if it was just like a different like
0: it could mm-hmm. have ended so much worse it
1: truly could have that's <laughs> true <laughs> um but yeah so okay so oh so yeah we left them in the kitchen so then that is where we get the first uh, drained
0: vegetable, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the next morning, I guess the family is getting ready for their day, and they um they find out that there's a tomato that, or it looks like a it looks like it could have been a tomato, but it's white and it's round. And so they end up cutting into it. And it is a tomato, but completely white, and all the juice is dry. All the juice is totally gone.
1: Which I just want to have that in my hands. Like, I, for some (laughs) reason, was like, I need to hold this weird
0: thing. (laughs) (laughs) I have to know. (laughs) Also, does
1: this not remind you not to go back to, and that's why we
0: drink, but... Doesn't this have some
1: lemon vibes?
0: <laughs> it, you know, I didn't want to say it, but it does freak me out that I show up on your show, and all of a sudden we're talking about like petrified acidic fruits.
1: <laughs> it definitely was some kind of karmic. Something is happening in the universe and
0: bringing them all together. It, I should have seen it coming all along. That's really where we stand. <laughs> um, but so, so then from the uh, from the tomato drying up they started realizing really quickly that other things were drying up because Chester later admits to Harold that he's been hiding evidence under the couch because he had this theory all along that maybe Benicula was a vampire and he was sucking all of the juices dry from the kitchen yeah and he was like storing all of these like white vegetables and all this white produce under the couch to show Harold as evidence of like look he's drinking Mm -hmm. all the juices out of our food (laughs)
1: which is funny that chester does seem so possessive of juices from vegetables that he definitely does not eat
2: yeah right gotta say like (laughs) Like, yeah it's the least (laughs) amount of harm that could be caused yeah
0: (laughs) and also like as a cat it's like these are all things that you would not touch anyway so he's not even in your way he's not bothering you
1: oh a hundred percent yes
2: Mm-hmm,
1: hmm That definitely does feel very cat-like, to be like, this affects me in no way, and I must be the biggest part of it. <laughs> I hate it completely. <laughs> yeah. I
0: hate it. I've decided this is the thing up. I'm entertaining myself
1: with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, yeah. So we get, oh my gosh, so we di- we get a couple, like, different sequences of, like, vegetable draining right mm-hmm. so there's like there's the tomato and then yeah what happens i know i'm really my mind is just jumping the, to the evidence
2: stake. is <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's pretty much the chester is just hell-bent on the fact that he knows that this rabbit is a vampire mm-hmm. based off of very minimal evidence that is also probably not realistic and harold <laughs> is over it very quickly and so because oh. Chester is, like, so desperate to to prove this point and either – I don't know if his goal is to have the Monroe family know about it or maybe he just has to know for himself. But he starts trying to break into Benicula's cage at night, um, I guess, to see his fangs. I'm not really sh- – I don't know. They start kind of following him around in the middle of the night and Chester's staying up um, – He's sleeping during the day and staying up at night so he can monitor Benicula in the cage. Yeah,
2: and I think the first attempt to break him out of the cage was the steak incident, wasn't it? Because they were trying to get him out to drive a steak into his heart, but they picked, like, <gasps> oh, that yes, slabby, I... like, meat steak. <laughs> Not an actual was... vampire-killing steak.
0: <laughs> I did text uh, Eva during that scene, and I was like, this was probably... The cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yes. Where I guess because Chester was trying to study up on vampires, he had read that you have to pound a stake into their heart, and so they they pulled Benicula out and threw him on the carpet, and then uh, a stake that the that the Monroe family had been preparing, they just th- threw the entire stake on top of Benicula, and Chester just started kind of like patting at it with his paws, thinking that he was driving it into Benicula's heart. <laughs> And the whole time, Harold is just mad that he can't eat the steak. (laughs) It was just adorable.
1: It's just the best kind of chaos that I especially want right now in quarantine, but I also want all the time.
0: (laughs) But so at that point, I think um, Chester, I think the parents were starting to notice how weird Chester was being because, I mean, I think beyond the steak situation, because they obviously came down later and realized that chester had messed with Mm -hmm, their food mm -hmm. and then i think they also saw chester either stealing their produce or trying to get into benicula's cage but they were over it and they officially kicked benicula out of the house and made him an outdoor cat for a night right oh chester yes
2: yeah that was it was actually then i think it was the next day chester decided to like do some like weird shit to try to get their attention so he like came out with a towel wrapped around his neck to try to like pretend oh, that right, he was wearing like right. a vampire cape and then he like <laughs> lunged at harold and like bit his neck to try he to he was like, like playing straight vampire yeah. vibes yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and the family was like oh God, like, this cat is losing it yeah something wrong yeah I know, that was my favorite, like, one of my favorite parts where they were like, oh, he must be cold, and so they put him in that his, like, yellow flower oh, yeah. sweater.
0: <laughs> oh, I think the thing that finally kicked him out, though, um, because at, at some point, how, uh, Harold uh, realized that Chester was staying up all night to monitor Benicula, and Harold was noticing during the day that Benicula looked sick. Oh, and yes. And mm-hmm. he realized that, um, Bunicula obviously feeds off of produce, and Chester was probably staying up and making sure that Bunicula couldn't eat, and Chester was starving Bunicula. And so this was where it got dark. This was Chester's yeah. decline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. and, and uh and so up until this point, I actually thought that like Chester was kind of the low-key hero, because he was the one figuring out all of the he was the one doing all of the mystery solving, and then he got two into his work he like became a dirty mm-hmm. cop and so <laughs> he started preventing benicula from eating uh or like keeping the produce from him yeah
2: he was like throwing garlic everywhere oh that's yeah, Oh he my was God, the
0: garlic yeah he uh yeah he made a garlic necklace for him and harold and then started putting garlic everywhere so on top of benicula being ill from the garlic he was also not eating Ugh. and so uh harold tried to um, smuggle Benicula out of his cage and drop him in the family salad bowl, <laughs> which is a great plan. And Yes. Again, as a child, made absolute sense oh, and like yes. didn't didn't once question it. Nope. And um, it definitely feels like
1: the plan of a dog
0: too. Mm-hmm. Like that feels like it feels <laughs> wholesome. It feels like yeah. a really pure, innocent. I want to help. Thought. Yes. And um, Chester finds out and tries to prevent Benicula from eating any of the salad and then apparently that's when he like throws the salad all over all over the floor and then the family kicks him out of the house right right
1: yeah I feel like definitely the communication there between Chester and the family in much in the same way not to keep bringing up the cat who but also there is a continuous communication issues between Quillerin and Coco as well. So poor cats that just can't get their point across.
2: They <laughs> just can't can't do it. Yeah. yeah. That was actually a really fun chaotic scene too because mm. I feel like Harold was trying to like plan everything out so well and he was like looking at the timer for dinner on the on the oven and oh, being yeah. like okay I have like 15 minutes before like the mom is gonna like turn around and notice me and I have like 10 minutes until the sun sets and is gonna wake up and like okay I can do this it's gonna be tight <laughs> and then like he he really put in a lot of effort he a lot did. of uh, <laughs> mental effort yeah and then everything just like went to <laughs> hell and everyone <laughs> ended up in the salad <laughs> Yes, yes. Just imagine, like, ranch dressing flying all over the place.
0: <laughs> and, well, he even used the ranch dressing in his plan. He was like, since they put all that white stuff all over their vegetables, they won't notice if Benicula <gasps> drinks all oh, of them dry God. God. and right. the vegetables turn white. Oh, what? A... It was a precious <laughs> precious thought. We always yeah, knew dogs perfect. were genius. We just didn't know how smart they were. <laughs> <laughs> um, And so... Uh, I think after that, now that Chester is out of the house and not terrorizing Benicula, that's when Harold starts walking over to his cage at night and like telling him about his feelings. And he was saying that like Benicula was a very good listener. Oh my God. And Heart uh, melting. Yeah. yeah. And at some point, I think the family even notices that Benicula is sick and they find out he's um, starving. So that's when they start feeding him again.
2: Yeah. Well, they went to the vet the next day. Right. That's, yeah, that's what it was. Cause they were like, oh man, all of our animals are insane. We need to take them to the vet to figure out what the hell is wrong. <laughs> and it was the vet who was like, oh, let's just give Benicula like food. Smoothie diet. <laughs> oh, yeah, they put him on an all liquid diet. <laughs> yeah, which was perfect. And then the family decided it was going so well, they were just
0: going to keep him on the smoothie diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, I think this is like coming near the end of the book where they like kind of do like mm-hmm. a an epilogue where they say that Benedictus is stu- still doing well on his liquid diet and they put uh Chester in like cat therapy <laughs> for like oh, that's right <laughs> and they said that he got a little too into his therapy and like really started analyzing like his childhood tra- or his kittenhood traumas yeah oh kittenhood <laughs> and i i loved that Harold said like Um, Chester was like coming to a realization about, or he had been diagnosed with some sort of sibling rivalry. And Harold Mm -hmm. was like, I don't know if that was like an accurate diagnosis, but it makes a lot of sense when I think about the Monroe's sons, like (laughs) definitely explains a lot. Oh my god, I loved the cat therapy. I
1: also loved the little tag that was like, because Harold, but poor Harold, even though he's trying to save this little little bun's life, he ends up at the vet too, and he's like super nervous about it, can't sleep that whole night, and then he goes, and then they have this little scene where like, I think there it, it's even like one of the, the last little lines um, at one point, and it's like, um, and then the the best news of all is that I didn't need my shots anyway so like <laughs> escapes the,
2: <laughs> the everyone wins yeah <laughs> yeah
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: you just got like a pat on the head and a treat <laughs> right <laughs> oh for a job well done good job, job Harold. well done bud you saved a vampire bunny <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my god so good
1: i do have to say i wonder if the other books and let me know if if either of you guys have read the other any of the other books but do you, i wonder if the other books are more like have more um like interaction with banicula like if this was an introduction and then maybe banicula like starts speaking in romanian or you know like something that's
0: uh, oh that would be interesting yeah. like maybe hmm. his like vampire vampire traits come out over time
2: yeah cuz throughout the whole book he doesn't talk and that was like It was like I guess, aside from being a vampire, (laughs) one of the things that sets him apart from the other animals, he didn't seem to have any like
0: communicative skills. I think they said at the end, like, isn't um, uh, don't they all start like being more touchy feely because of like Chester's therapy? He realizes he wasn't like a cuddly creature, and they all began cuddling each other at the end. I mean, there is a cute picture. There's an illustration of them all cuddling, which
2: was adorable. (laughs)
0: i i do think that probably as the books go on maybe he has more interactions with um like maybe he starts speaking more or something because i know one of the books i think it's actually the very last book of the series was like benicula meets edgar Allan crow (gasps) and which like i I, (laughs) i uh i remember at the end of it um let me see if I can find it, the Edgar Allan Crow, because there's a really good uh, one-liner at the bottom of the book. Um, it says, "Oh, it's right here." Um, but I would. I also wonder if that's because uh, Chester was a, for a long time he was reading Edgar Allan Poe, so I wonder if like all, Edgar oh, Allan, yeah. Crow, Allan Poe and Chester have something to do with each other. But the the book, the one-liner at the end says. Does someone want the vampire bunny to be Nevermore?
2: <laughs> anyway, oh no.
0: I'm not saying you guys should read the entire Benicula series for the show. I'm just saying if you did, I would listen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but we'd be better off if we did, is definitely my concern. I, I think, though,
0: like if, if they're bringing in more characters, Benicula probably starts learning to speak. And maybe learning to speak English.
1: Yeah, oh, that would be really cute if Harold was, like, teaching him English because he also knows, like, Romanian or... (laughs) Oh, my God. I think that's it. I think we, like, wrapped up the book. But, like, oh, my God. I just was so freaking obsessed with this book. And especially after oh my gosh, M, we should maybe let you know too. The last book that we read, Julia and I were so oh, disappointed man. in. It we was, were so it was ready Why? for something good. It was about trains. So
0: <laughs> Oh no. It was about trains.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was just a real um it was in the Cat Who series, is the cat who blew the whistle and It had so many, like, things that could have been so cool and fun, but by the end, we were like... Nothing was
2: cool and fun
1: about this. We're over it. We're over it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) At
0: some point, it was just too much.
1: Yeah. It was too much train, too much model train. Yeah, no,
2: that that one was definitely a book that was like, we read it, so no one else has to. Like, seriously, no one else read this book,
0: but... (laughs) (laughs) It's like that's the exact reason for the podcast. It's like we found out that it's about trains, so you don't have to find out it's about trains.
1: Yes. Well, we're so sorry. You still have to listen to us talk about this
0: these trains for however long, but
1: for four episodes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, come back in a month, and we won't be talking about trains.
1: (laughs) Oh gosh! All that to say, Vanicula was just the perfect, the perfect follow up to. Mm -hmm. our disappointment from the last bus
2: series that's what he's here for way more fun
1: (laughs) (laughs) that is what he's here for oh my gosh well do we want to like maybe close out by like i know we're all in quarantine right now julia are your cats going crazy because of quarantine how is chuny doing
2: um you know my cats don't i think notice because one of them is a like natural shut-in and mm-hmm. just lives under the bed, so Mushu has... I have been pulling him out from under the bed and making him, like, sleep next to, to me instead of underneath everything, so I feel like it's it's a sad life. But, yeah, I don't think he's noticed anything is going on. Juni's mm-hmm. doing fine, though. Oh, okay. He's actually, I think, doing a little bit better because, um, you know, his, like separation and anxiety and whatnot but I've also been cleaning out my patio since I've been home so often so he gets to go outside more oh, that's which nice. is nice for him yeah I have been really leaning hard into the crazy cat
1: person persona because I have been my cats have been mostly fine too they do like a little you know, run around zoomies at like certain times of the day but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. i have been taking kind of a la christine from and that's why we drink she has this great setup with juniper where she takes him out into like a little enclosure and has like a harness for him (laughs) um (laughs) i don't quite have that good of a setup but i do i have been just like holding shadow and walking him out onto the patio and it's been like so cute watching him just like Looks so excitedly at everything Aww. on the patio. <laughs> Super cute. Should
2: give him a
0: little harness. Walk him around. I've I've seen know, I know. I people just should. Like getting. I've seen people getting full blown tents and just leaving them outside and just <laughs> yes. letting them experience the heat. Mm-hmm. Yep,
1: yep. I really should. And we even have like a little bit of AstroTurf out there, so he could even have like, you know, a little grassy area too. I need to get my shit together. This quarantine has taught me this. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Uh, and how are you doing in, in quarantine, M? I know you don't have any pets with you, but I can I'm bring catless. you a cat if you would like one. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: have I have requested to take Shadow off of your hands at some point. So yes, um, I I'm okay. I I don't have a pet, but I have a couple of roommates. They're they're doing okay. Uh, one of them has uh, been he's training for the Olympics, oh. and so he uh, I guess in the last week or two he found out that the olympics are being postponed a year so now he has a whole extra year to train which means that he uh so he's been on this really strict diet for a long time and he like hasn't like had a drink since like 2018 or something and when he found out he now has a whole other year to train he recently decided that he was going to let himself get really drunk and like just <laughs> have like a really fun night and so we recently spent the last night with him and uh, my girlfriend Allison being very very drunk and we all edited <laughs> each other's hinge and bumble bff profiles Ooh, nice. oh nice and yes. <laughs> uh, so we've been we've been keeping busy with things like that i've been trying to uh um like, make little things around the apartment. Like, I'm trying to figure out how to do, like, a mini golf, like, build a mini golf course in my apartment. Love Um, it. Little things like that, just so I don't lose my sanity. Although, both things I just said sound like I've already lost it. You know, I saw a fun
2: little, like, mini golf. I don't know if you have vents in your apartment, but I saw a mini golf. Yeah, a mini golf, like, vent cover where you take off the grate and put on like a different cover that has a little like dip in it
0: Ooh, that's oh. actually super smart so yeah that i don't really know smart. if you
2: have the crafting ability to make something like that but i think they definitely sell them
0: i'll figure it out i mean i've got time on my hands so <laughs> <laughs> oh man wow well M, thank you so much for joining us this was such a blast Thank you. I'm. No. I Look, if I'm going to read a book, I'm glad it was about vampire <laughs> rabbits. So I had a good time. Yes, yeah, so are we.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for bringing this book into our lives. I am A, we're both so honored that you read a book for us, and B, <laughs> what a book. Like, you brought the absolute best so book good. into our lives.
0: <laughs> thank yeah. you. Well, no, thank you for having me. I did not know I was your first guest, so I'm, I'm very excited about that. I can't wait to, yeah. to brag. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Well,
1: as always, everyone, pet your kitties and all of your curmudgeonly old dogs and any
0: pet <laughs> you have out there. Pet You're that animal for us. Vampire bunny. <laughs> yeah, if yes. you have a bunny, leave them some extra vegetables to suck dry. <gasps> oh yes. Yeah. Oh my God! Please do.
1: Please fe- feed those vampire bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See so you. Uh, see talk to you guys uh, next time. And uh yeah. Uh, just uh don't know why I got so awkward on this extra here <laughs> I'm loving it
0: the more awkward the uh, better that's yes that is I just
2: think makes better. everyone want to come back
0: more right For the- <laughs> and find out next week with the rest of the sentences
1: <laughs> I should really just cut it right there so that there's nothing after it that it like just cuts off in the middle of the sentence <laughs> all right well hope you guys are all doing well um, I know the quarantine, everything is really hard right now, and just sending love to you all thank you again m and and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and, goodbye. <laughs> and goodbye
2: and goodbye and goodbye and goodbye